Are we going to get sued for slander? I don't think so. Do you know how many people talk shit about Joyce Carol Oates? Like a lot, a lot, a lot. I don't think they're going to single us out. Oh, man. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll see what happens. I know what I'm doing for the rest of the night. (laughs) Popping another bottle of wine and reading about Joyce Carol Oates' love life. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. With me, Emily Einelander. And me, Corinne Kalaski. Hello. We are mapping the frontier between traditional and indie publishing. And it's the most wonderful and scariest <laughs> time of the year. Yay! Hooray! Hooray! October. Mm-hmm. Is that October? <laughs> I don't know. How do you say it in French? Uh, I think it's October. October. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it's probably not at all. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the R's. So yeah. Switched around. Are different. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's the what's the uh, Halloween news in your life, or just oh. general? Um, the general news in my life. Well, I've had a rough week, to be honest. I'm like here. I feel like I'm drinking my weight in wine right now. I mean, if you come to my house, yeah. and you are in need emotionally. <laughs> that's what's gonna go down. That's true. That's true. Yeah. She's very hospitable that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, she's petting a dog right yeah, now. Yeah, no, that's great therapy. Too. Oh, as yeah. he walks away, oh, he and walks lays away. Down. <laughs> okay. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, I am excited for Halloween. I don't have any like Halloween decorations at home. Cause I kind of just like transitioned into Thanksgiving for some reason. Oh, I forgot about so, that. Yeah. I do have decorations. Oh, I should have JT get them done. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Yeah, you yeah. should. Mm-hmm. So I need to, I probably should buy some, but I want to buy some like spooky stuff to put on the front porch. I also feel very strongly about being the house on the block that has king size candy bars. You are going to do that. Yeah. Because I think it's nice. Like, I don't know. We, we were always really stoked about the people who gave us king size candy bars. And it's like, you know, like, honestly, I don't live in an awesome neighborhood. No. I would think the kids who live there would be like, holy shit. Like these are giant candy bars. And every other, <laughs> every other house like gave me, I don't know, pennies or some shit. So pennies, you no, there were those people who oh, did that. Oh my god! Pennies and tiny Bibles. Oh and no! It was, there was one that we got that was like it looked like a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, but it was folded in half. Uh huh. And I was like, oh my god! And I opened it, yeah. and like you open the inside, and it said, "Disappointed, Jesus is Lord." <laughs> and I'm like, how is this supposed to be like an endorsement of Jesus? Yeah, that's like odd. you just made me angry. <laughs> And I remember, like, uh, you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Mom, because yeah. I know you will. <laughs> Mom's sitting behind me and is like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. She was, like, madder than I was. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> shitty. But anyway, so I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, smiles on kids' faces uh, when I give them a king-size candy bar did on you Halloween. Have, did you have trick-or-treaters in your other house? Uh, no, but it was like, I mean, I lived in, like, a basically glorified garage so right. and, and I didn't really have like you. a front door I just had like a gate oh. so I think now it'll probably be easier yeah. so anyway but what about you what are you gonna give out on Halloween I don't know yet it yeah. all depends on whether it rains or not oh yeah that's true I mean I'm not that cool I usually just kind of buy the regular whatever yeah. blah blah mm-hmm. blah but they're mm, 
I like doing Skittles. Mm, yes. Yeah, I like doing the kind of fruitier candies because okay. I remember when I was a kid, I yeah. thought chocolate was for grownups. Oh, So I don't know if other kids are like that too, yeah, but I liked I the wasn't. very... <laughs> but I was also like a little fat kid, so maybe. Well, I like chocolate <laughs> I too. I like chocolate too, but I was it was all about the Skittles and Starburst for oh, me. Oh, okay. so I just get a mixture. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, that's good. I don't get the like cheapo fake candy that's though. Good. I don't get like the nobody wants. I that. get the real brand name. Yeah, candy. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, it's it's not like it's that much more expensive. No, it's really not. Mm-hmm. It's really not. And the trick or treaters appreciate it. Yeah, so, you and know, I, I don't save it from the year previous. Yeah. I feel like people did that when we were kids. And yeah. You oh, it, for it's sure all, like, they did. It's disgusting. It's like crumbled into dust. Destroys your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, but that's what I'm excited about on Halloween. I don't have any parties to go to, which makes me sad. Do you want to come? Oh no, wait, no, you're gonna be on, you're gonna be repping for the kids on Halloween. Oh yeah, that's true. But I uh, I don't know. I'll probably find something to do. I just like I don't want to not celebrate Halloween because it's a very important holiday to me. And I realized the other day that I have a ton of costume. I just like to do a new costume every year. But if need be, I have. Uh, I was Jem one year. Oh. I was a zombie cheerleader one year. I was the Bride of Frankenstein one year. So I have like options. Yeah. I just like don't like to recycle stuff, but it'll be fine. So yeah. What are you going to be for Halloween? I don't know. I just yeah. realized I don't know. Hmm. Huh. Let's brainstorm. We don't Let's, have to brainstorm now. Yeah, but po- post, post your Halloween costumes on our uh, Facebook page yes, we'll, we'll start do. a thread and see what everybody's going to be doing yeah and if you have any good ideas of what i should be please help 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 me yes <laughs> please help <laughs> all right well it's our second halloween episode that mm-hmm. we've ever done which is really exciting yes and, it is you know it's our 31st <gasps> it's our oh my 31st God. episode it's and destiny. it's our halloween episode <laughs> in october so it's it's not october 31st but it's our 31st episode yeah. in october yes I didn't even plan that. No, I know. I know. Oh, my God. Okay. The universe at work. (laughs) Manifesting. (laughs) So we wanted to talk about some Halloween-ish things, and we Mm kind of started with the idea of talking about women and horror, but that's way too big of a topic, so we kind of narrowed it down. And it's all over the place, but it started, we're going to talk about three different um somewhat two are somewhat witchy and yeah. then one of them is just weird mm-hmm. and gross that sounds right yeah, yeah. uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> there will no be no creepypastas this year no sorry, if you guys. have any favorite creepypastas again post it on facebook yeah we're yeah. all about that and yes. i probably will too yeah yeah cursed cursed websites <laughs> cursed reddit threads oh god those were the days so we're going to start with talking about Shirley Jackson, All right. one of the queens mm-hmm. yes. of horror literature. Mm-hmm, indeed. Yeah. You want to, uh, we're, we're going to be getting a lot of our information from a few articles. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is 11 things you probably didn't know about Shirley Jackson um, from Publishers Weekly. And it's written by Ruth Franklin, who um, wrote a biography called Shirley Jackson, A Rather Haunted Life. Good title. <laughs> and we also, she also wrote The Lottery Letters um, for The New Yorker. And then there's one more New Yorker article called The Haunted Mind of Shirley Jackson by Zoe Heller, who wrote um, Notes on a Scandal. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So Shirley Jackson's bio is as follows. 
Born December 14th, 1916, Sagittarius Mm -hmm. in Burlingame, California, to a family of Christian scientists. In the 20 years of her career, she wrote six novels, two memoirs, and more than 200 short stories. Her mom was extremely disappointed in her as a child because she wanted her to be a beauty queen. And instead, Shirley stayed inside and read and wrote stories. Unrelatable. (laughs) (laughs) She went to Syracuse and was lead editor for the school's humor magazine. All right. Pause. Yes. I love that. Yeah, me too. I love the connection between horror and humor so much. Mm -hmm. I feel like they go hand in hand. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um... But on the other hand, that was also one of those things where I was like, oh, she's she's just a humor yes, lady. Right, she right. Just, she's so quaint and mm-hmm. cute. So her husband was a literary critic. Um, they met at Syracuse, and his name was Stanley Hyman. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I hate him. They, <laughs> he's a terrible person, okay? Uh. They lived in Vermont, ran in literary circles, had a lot of parties, mm. you know, those swanky that sounds fun. Vermont, yes, whatever. Yeah, but I don't know parties. if you want to no, sit around and like listen to men talk yeah. about. <laughs> so, um, so her story, her, mm-hmm. her famous story, The Lottery, yeah. of which we will speak of very much. Yep. Um, so it was her biggest hit. She made a lot of money. Good for her. Mm-hmm. And then so she became the breadwinner of the family Uh-oh. with her little frivolous essays yeah. and short stories. But right. she made a lot of money her doing little it. Doodles. <laughs> your little doodles. What was that from? <laughs> little doodles. I don't know. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. It's this weird rom-com. I'll talk to you oh, about okay. it later. Oh, okay. Um, but um, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I guess it's just because uh, Mr. Stanley Hyman decided that he can could control all of the money ah. that she was making. Oh. Um, and then he also coerced her into having an open relationship Ooh, I didn't know to that. justify all of his philanderings. Oh, my God. It's like, it's not bad if I call it an open relationship. Yeah, she said it was right. okay. She yeah. Said, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh-huh. I got this ad on Instagram for Allstate Insurance. Okay. And it was the, interviewing this woman who was, um, it was for uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and they mm-hmm. were interviewing a woman whose husband, like, wouldn't let her control her money at all. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they have this fund, apparently, that you can donate to mm-hmm. for, I, d- I don't know Damn. anything. I tend to hate insurance companies, yeah. and they're probably it's terrible fair. anyway. But, yeah. like, I thought yeah. that was really interesting. That is interesting. Because a lot of people don't know that that's one of the main traits of an abusive relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Is, like, you just take all the money and, like, mm-hmm. so he would dole out. Mm, like an allowance Her, her. own money yeah. to her. Yeah. Like, it's family money, obviously. Yeah, I respect sure. that. Right, but like, right. Yeah, but still. That's fucked You didn't up. make that fucking money. No. Yeah. He yeah. was really into like everyone thinking he was, you know, mm-hmm. the host of all the parties, Mr. Oh, blah, Jesus blah, blah. Christ. Like, fuck yeah. this guy. Right. Her most famous books were The Haunting of Hill House, her fifth book that came out in 1959, and We Have Always Lived in the Castle, her sixth and last that came out in 1962. This New Yorker article said that one isn't widely read, but I guess it probably will be now. Yeah, because the uh, um, the Netflix thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Mm -hmm. Which I had never finished. Which I meant to watch today. (laughs) Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, is it still up? No, 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 you're thinking of Haunting of Hill House. They made uh, We Have Always Lived in the Castle. Oh, that's right, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. And I've been meaning to watch it, but I kind of, I read something kind of bad about it on Twitter where they were like, they ruined the spirit of this movie. And I was like, oh. Yeah, maybe not. Because I love the book. Mm -hmm. I love it. I had not read that book. I didn't, you know, I already forced you to read something else. Yeah, but that was like, I'm glad you did because it was well worth my time. And I regret that I, it took me so damn long to read it. Yeah. Yeah. She was a genius. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, she um she had a lot of spite for suburban life, even though that's kind of where she understandably. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like she was completely controlled by this, like by the suburbs. By the and her mom. I mean, I feel like if you have mommy issues, mm-hmm. you're probably gonna be. Uh, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, women have daddy issues." Blah yeah. blah blah. I'm like, yeah. "Have you seen a woman woman with mommy issues yeah. though?" Yeah. That's uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also terrible. But yeah. also, it makes you probably really good at writing. Yeah. Scary stories. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. seems to be what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to an interview today by Ruth Franklin, yes. who wrote her biography. Her biography. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how um, she used to tell her kids stories about her parents and their Christian scientist stuff. Ah. Apparently like one of the kids like broke their leg and mm-hmm. they just like prayed over him oh, all God. night instead of bringing him to the hospital. Of course. Right. Yeah. Very effective. But yeah. But she mm. was also um, super witchy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And so she read tarot. Nice. And this is my favorite favorite thing that like I saw and I'm glad I saw it before we started because Mm -hmm. so Alfred A. Knopf which Mm -hmm. is one of the famous publishing companies that Knopf is still a publishing company and he was the guy who started it was having a uh, a contract dispute with Stanley Mm -hmm. Hyman and at least there was this much solidarity in their marriage yeah yeah um the guy went on a skiing trip and broke his leg. Mm. And then Shirley Jackson took credit for it as her putting a hex on him <laughs> for like fucking with her husband. That's amazing. <laughs> I believe that she's fully capable of that too. Yeah. I'm sure she was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her biographers say it, it was a shtick. Right. But how do we know? I mean, isn't everything a shtick? Yes, though? it is. Really, yeah, it like, is. Fucking, fucking Anton Lavey was a shtick. Yes. Oh my God, <laughs> was he ever? Was he ever? God. Um. Anyway, and then she died in 1965 of heart failure while she was taking her afternoon nap. She was really young too. I think wasn't she, she was like 40? Like was it? Was Wait. she? I think she was like 48. I read. Yeah, but at least she left us with this treasure trove of. Horror literature. And she so. wrote so much over the course yeah. of 20 years. Yeah, she did. With four fucking kids to take care of, too, oh, which is, like, incredible. And making so. all the money. And making all the and money. And enduring the spite of her neighbors. Yes. But, I mean, yeah. who, who among us <laughs> has not? <laughs> Amen. Amen, sister. So, um... Yeah, we, uh-huh. we're gonna we're gonna talk about the lottery a little bit. Yeah, sure. So I finally read that about a year ago. Emily really shamed me for I don't know several months before I finally read it, and it wasn't like I didn't want to read it. I just kind of forgot about it. It's also kind of like <sighs> lame of me to be like, <laughs> no, oh, you didn't read that in eighth not- grade. I read that in yeah, I read that in eighth grade. <laughs> no, but it's not like you you don't do it like that. You're just kinda like, Did you read the lottery yet? Did you read the lottery yet? Did you read the lottery it's only yet? A, it's only a few pages. It's only Come yeah, on. yeah. And then you were done. and I remember I read it at work like during lunch one day, because it is, it's just a it's short, so short story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, Holy shit, I can't believe it took me this long to read this and it's so good. It's so, so good. Anyway. Um but I do also read she has this short story collection called Dark Tales, uh, that I read every October and it's just a yeah, which I haven't read. Oh, which I, I loaned it to you. Yes, please yeah, do. Yeah, it's I'd really, really good. That. Very, very good. What's so, um, your favorite story from Dark Tales? Uh, there's this one called The Possibility of Evil that is about this uh, old lady who is like, seems like the beginning of this like kind of, um, 
I don't know, sweet old lady who like uh, is kind of the matriarch of this town. And then as the story goes on, you realize that like she basically sends letters. She is so she like perceives all these things that people are doing wrong in the town or whatever. And she takes it upon herself to send letters to these people, which basically like fuck up their entire lives. So, I mean, like revealing secrets to people and all this kind of stuff. And then I can't, of course, I can't remember what happens at the end, but there's like the line, the last line is totally devastating and perfect. Don't tell me. No, I won't. I won't. But it's just, it's really, and yeah, it's just like a few pages. It's not very long, but it's really, really, but I feel like that's like a particular talent she had. It was just like building this sense of like unease, you know, with like very, not even like very few, like, um, I don't know, paragraphs or whatever. Like yeah. she was just very, very good at that sort of building tension and not revealing very much. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like she was a master at that. So anyway, but yeah, I recommend Dark Tales to everyone. Oh my God. It's yeah. Very dark as you would expect. With many tales. With many tales. Anyway. So yeah. <laughs> Did you ever hear about the Circleville letter writer? No. Like that's one of those ones that all the podcast, the true crime podcasts. Do. I don't think so. It, is that kind of like that? Is it? Okay. Yeah. I don't know what came first. I'll have to. I think it came after the Shirley oh, Jackson okay. story, though, okay. because that's the sort of thing you hear, and you're like, "Oh, I mm-hmm. thought that was like a fiction thing." Oh, you're like, yeah, stranger than fiction. Oh, okay, okay. I think I'm thinking of the Watcher, which is different. Which is that like creepy guy, right? In like New Jersey. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh one. yeah, I'll send you stuff. Like he like I don't know. For years and years, it was like I think it was in New Jersey or maybe it was in New England somewhere. But like there was this guy who would send letters to the occupants of this one particular house, just like telling them like what they would be doing all day. Cause he was watching them. It was really fucking creepy. Uh, and I think like, I like, so obviously like people move out like in- instantly when they get these creepy letters and stuff. But um, anyway, I don't know if they're still going on or if he's finally died or something, but I'll send you some stories about it. Cause it's really creepy. Please. Yes. No problem. It's good. It's good. It's probably just like a local journalist probably. who's like trying to make the town interesting. Yeah. Which, I mean, <laughs> hey, you can't hate him for trying, you know. But, I feel yeah. like I would almost just be like, I don't, how could he do it now, though? Yeah. Like yeah. all the cameras. That's true. And, like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe nobody in town wants it to stop because it's like such a cool story. It could be. It's like, and this is kill- the only interesting thing about our town. And he hasn't killed anybody. So yeah, no, it. he's just watching them. Just watching <laughs> just like, just you like- had cornflakes this morning, didn't you? <laughs> it's like fucking the room where Denny's like, I just yeah. like watching you guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the same thing. So. Well, let's talk about, um, I didn't know about this, but you told me that yeah. there was a big hullabaloo mm-hmm. about the lottery, which yeah, there should be, which is why mm-hmm. I told you to read it so many yes, times, right. even though it's like an old story and that's yeah. like the most English class thing. It's yeah. like all these people who are like, hot take, I don't think the old man in the sea was very good. <laughs> yeah. Hot take, you should read Shirley Jackson's The Lottery. <laughs> I spoiled it for JT today. Oh, really? Also, mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't think we have to spoil it. No. No. Mm-mm. If uh, if you haven't read it, just go read it. Yeah. And keep all it of is these... truly just a few pages long. It's so short. <laughs> it's really short. And it's just fun. Devastating. Fun, but devastating. In a fun way. Disturbing as hell. Yeah, it is disturbing. Yeah, yeah that's true. But. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So one of the things I saw was that I guess this was kind of a mythic thing Mm -hmm. where she was like, it's like that story where John Steinbeck dropped Mm -hmm. one of his stories behind his desk and then like had to, didn't know where it went and rewrote it. And then he found it and was like, oh, it's exactly the same except for a couple (laughs) things. Uh huh. 
Um, she kind of said something like that, where I she just see. like changed one thing and sent oh. it to the New Yorker. Ah, okay. But um, she did write it in one morning. She That's... went to the grocery store mm-hmm. and thought of it. Which ah. <laughs> just think about going to Winco <laughs> and, like... and then thinking about the lottery. Yeah, that's the meme. <laughs> that would make a yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could kind of get that, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the people in town. Actually, there's a scene at the grocery store in um, We Have Always Lived in the Castle, too. Mm. She must have really hated going Oh, dude, to I the- feel that. I fucking hate grocery shopping. Especially, like, if you know people. Yeah, you, that's true. I mean, then you feel you, like you've lived be in small towns before. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Did mm-hmm. your mom ever, like, see someone she knew at the grocery store and then talk to them for an hour? Uh, yes. And it was probably <laughs> only, like, 10 minutes. It but, probably like, it was. Like but also, my mom was, like, the kind of person who was, like, uh, like, truly happy to see people and always happy to talk to them so it wasn't like she was just like oh I'm just gonna engage you because I'm trying to be polite like she'd be like oh my god how are you but that can still be annoying when you're a kid no it's true oh for me yes it was incredibly (laughs) annoying but I mean I think she actually enjoyed seeing people so oh she she doesn't sound like a uh, uh, misanthropic Shirley Jackson type yeah no 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 not at all no no But um, yeah, so that was uh, that was one thing, and you mm-hmm. uh, you want to tell us about her letters that oh, she sure. got? Oh yeah. Well, the New Yorker got and passed yes. along to her, right? So it was published in 1948 in mm-hmm. the New Yorker, mm-hmm. and apparently people didn't. Oh, they were real upset. Well, they didn't know it was fiction, and some of them. Uh huh. Yeah, which is you know okay. Um, Jackson received several hundred letters from New Yorker subscribers, which were dominated by three main themes. In her words, bewilderment, speculation, and plain old-fashioned abuse. Uh, She was most alarmed by the letters from people who wanted to know where such lotteries were still held and whether they could watch. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, It was apparently the most mail that the New Yorker had ever received regarding a work of fiction up until that point. Um, don't and- read the comments, Shirley. Okay. okay. No, I'm just oh, you're Don't like- read the comments. <laughs> the response of Carolyn Green of New Milford, Connecticut was typical. Gentlemen, she wrote, I have read the lottery three times with increasing shock and horror. Cannot decide whether Jackson is a genius or a female and more subtle version of Orson Welles. What does that mean? I don't even know. Is that just, uh, I don't was know she thinking? an insult. Right, exactly. Yeah, like it's Orson like- Welles is great. Do you think everyone was still mad about like the War of the Worlds thing? Maybe. Wait, when did the War of the Worlds thing happen? I I'm- think it was around that time. Yeah, it must have. Hold on, was. I have to yeah. look it up okay. because everyone's going to scream at me. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I should probably know that too. War of the Worlds radio broadcast. Yeah, because I feel like it was around, wasn't it like when World War II? It, no, it was 10 years previous. It was oh, 1938. Yeah, wow. it was around the same time yeah. because, um, did you ever listen to that Radio Lab episode about Oh, man, it's great. I've listened to it so many times. But I guess there was like a bunch of people who were calling the police. And instead of like saying we're being invaded by aliens, they were saying we're being invaded by Germans. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It was like so. And I mean, 38. Yeah. That was early. Mm hmm. I would but, say so. Good God. So maybe that's what she's referring to. Yeah, but that like, could be. That could now be. he's like, well, her too. Yeah. They're both legends, yep. and I guess they weren't appreciated nope, at the time. Not at their time, but now. I mean, he certainly like enjoyed the rewards. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. 
Um, let's see what else. Among those who were confused about Jackson's intentions was Alfred L. Krober, an anthropologist at the University of California, Berkeley. If surely Jackson's intent was to symbolize into complete mystification and at the same time be gratuitously disagreeable, <laughs> she certainly succeeded, he wrote. In an email to me, that being the that uh, being Ruth, Ruth, Franklin, Ruth Franklin, her biographer, uh, Krober's daughter, the novelist Ursula Le Guin. Hey, Oregon, yeah. Oregon lady. <laughs> who was 19 years old when the lottery appeared, recalled her father's reaction. My memory is that my father was indignant at Shirley Jackson's story because as a social anthropologist, he felt that she didn't and couldn't tell us how the lottery could come to be an accepted social institution. Because literature is all about your particular field. Yeah. <laughs> Since Jackson presented her fantasy with all the trappings of contemporary realism, Le Guin said, her father felt that she was pulling a fast one on the reader. That's like such mm. a specific like mm-hmm. thing to be angry yes, about. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's <laughs> very strange. It's like she she gave a piece to the New Yorker and mm-hmm. then he's like, well, if she's trying to write like <laughs> social anthropology. Uh-huh. This like, ain't it. Yeah. It's like, who said she's trying to write a... <laughs> it's like, this, ethno- is, ethno- this is fiction, sir. It's not an ethnography. Yeah. Like, he took you- it way too seriously, uh, obviously. But apparently a lot of people did. A lot did. of people did. Yeah, I don't know. Which is weird, because I have to feel like in the New Yorker, I'm sure it was in the fiction section, so... No, that's, oh, that's the thing that I was looking at in this, oh. in this uh, article that Ruth Franklin wrote. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they didn't differentiate at oh, the time. Oh, maybe that's why Maybe they were this confused. was one of the things that made them have to do that. Maybe. <laughs> readers are so dumb it's like we have to tell them what's real what's not real i don't know i mean and here's the thing like there's a lot of dialogue and there's a lot of like focus on a single person yeah true. and it's like that's not how news stories are really written Mm -hmm. well at the time i mean i guess there was a little bit of that Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like it's not like they could go into the person's thoughts yeah and like if you're going to be inserting yourself that much into the story Mm -hmm. then you would refer to yourself I would imagine right exactly yeah yeah but yeah Mm -hmm. I don't you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of the response to cat person oh god yeah it's like how dare this woman Mm -hmm. talk about this thing that's extremely like obvious to a lot of people (laughs) yeah but I think that like her contempt for the suburbs is so obvious in yeah. that story yeah. too. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. Look at all these fucking mundane, terrible people uh-huh. and the terrible thing that they yeah. do that is fucking mundane as fuck as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say reading about like the seedy underbelly of the uh, suburbs is one of my favorite subjects to Isn't read about. Great? I love it so much. Like I love, you know, Richard Yates, he wrote Revolutionary Road. I only saw the movie and it's, uh, let me tell you, if you're getting married in a month, don't watch Revolutionary. You watched that before you got married? Yeah. In a month? Oh my God. Oh, it was Jesus like a couple. No, no, I'm no, so it, sorry. It was like three months. Yeah. But that's still not enough lead time. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. But yeah, he's another one. And like, that's all he writes about is just like people in suburbia who are like fucking each other over and you know, whatever. Anyway, I love him. So yeah, <laughs> go read his stuff. He's great. I might read that at some he's, point. Yeah, but no, it was he's awesome. To cleanse myself yeah. of the terrible feelings it engendered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that reading it will make it better. Oh, it definitely will. Mm. It, it will. Um, so the question I had was, would the lottery have been met with such fury if Shirley Jackson had been a man? I mean, probably not. I don't think so. Well, yeah. I mean... 
it's impossible to say. Yeah. But I yeah. can't think of a corollary. No, I can't really. I mean, either. can you think of a corollary to cat person? Mm. I mean, that's a very no. like woman centric yeah, experience. It is. But yeah. so is the lottery. Yeah. It's about yeah. like a woman. Right. Right. And that's she's true. the central character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess I just thought like, I mean, cause like the way Ursula Le Guin's father reacted to it is like people thought that like she didn't know what she was doing you know what i mean like she didn't make her intentions clear and she was who needs to make exactly it's like that's not it's her a fucking job story. she's a writer yeah yeah well so i mean i, I understand maybe if she were writing an epic novel of some kind mm-hmm, sure getting critical not upset but critical about something yeah, like that yeah but if you're writing a short story yeah. there is no it's bad yeah. if you make it clear what yeah. you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like there was a lot of hand wringing around like the lack of clarity and the lack of I don't know. I don't know. It just they're like, just mad they didn't see the end coming. Yeah. I don't think they were used true. to surprise endings yeah, at the time. Yeah. I'm sure that's true too. So anyway, like, I'm I am no literary critic, but I think that we have become accustomed to the punch mm-hmm. at the end of a short yeah. story, and yeah. I think she was probably an early adopter uh, yes. of that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because I can't sure. think of a ton of other ones Mm-mm. that were like, I mean, yeah, I think of Ray Bradbury, mm-hmm. but that was around the same time. Yeah, yeah, right. Nobody called him out on shit, Did right? They? I don't think so, don't but think so I haven't either. really looked into it. I haven't either, but I'm just assuming he probably got way less shit than Shirley Jackson did. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yep. I do love Ray Bradbury, though. Mm-hmm. Have you read The Illustrated Man? Nope. That was rough. Uh, <laughs> there's this one there's this one story where um all of these astronauts, I mm-hmm. guess, are like their ship blows up and they're all just kind of floating in space okay. and they can't see each other and there's no way they can like they're going to die in space together. Oh, God. But they can all talk to each other through mm-hmm. their like radios yeah. and so they're just yeah. all in space talking to each other through their radios waiting to die. Oh my god. And I had a panic attack on the train. Jesus. <laughs> I can understand why, though. But That's, it's yeah. great. There's another one where the he's really good at writing shitty kids. Ah, um, yes. Where these, like, I guess they have these, like, VR rooms mm-hmm. where you go in and it, like, it's like the uh, holodeck uh, yes. in Star okay. Trek. Sure. Where you go in and it creates a thing. Uh-huh. But it's, like, real. Yeah. And so they go into the jungle oh. or, like, the savanna okay. and there's lions and then they, like, well, I don't want to ruin it, but mm-hmm. it has a very gruesome ending. Oh. But it's one of those punchy endings. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. I'm going to have to get more into the history of short stories, yeah, I think, to I guess see so. like, when that mm-hmm. uh, knife twist came in. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know either. It's probably when people stopped getting paid by the word. Probably. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah. Oh, and speaking of that condescension, though, yes, like yeah. I, Ruth Franklin, that interview I was listening mm-hmm. to, apparently she had to, um, Shirley Jackson got admitted to the hospital for something mm-hmm. and the nurse asked her her occupation Yeah, and she was like, I'm a writer. And uh-huh. the nurse goes, I'll just put down housewife. Oh God. I feel like that's still true though. Oh, I think it is too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, you're not a, a real writer, job. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Your little doodles. Yeah. Your little poems. We think it's a real job. Anyway. We do. Yeah. We need you. We need you. Exactly. 
Um, and the other thing we're wondering is which adaptation of Shirley's work has been the most effective? More like what adaptation of The Haunting of Hill House has been most effective? That's what I said. Yes. That's, yes. I mean, that's fair. I would. This, is, with this that. is a rebuttal to yeah. your question, Corinne. <laughs> to my perfectly sensible question. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, would I, I would you, you be getting attacked for that question if you weren't a woman? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. That's fine. That's fine. Well, anyway. what do you think? Uh, I let's see. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I think Haunting of Hill House probably. Well, which one the do, best? You, do you like the uh, 1963 original yeah. or mm-hmm. do you like the Catherine Zeta-Jones <laughs> version? I do not care for the Catherine Zeta-Jones version. Uh, I do like the original much better. But apparently you didn't like the TV show that came out last year. Well, you know what? I liked it. I just never finished it, which is very characteristic of me and my habits, apparently, because that happens a lot. I don't know why. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, I did like it a lot. I it's my I favorite. It. The one that came out last yeah, year? Yeah, but I mean... I feel like they paid enough tribute to her, mm-hmm. but also completely took liberties, which is fine. Yeah. Also, yeah. I love that director. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He's the one doing a Doctor Sleep. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, Very cool. Um, I think you should give it another shot. I'll give it. Is it still up on Netflix? Yeah. All right. Then I'll Absolutely. watch it. I'll watch it. I'll just have to not watch it when Ryan's not home. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard when you have sensitive men it's who true. like are better people I know. emotionally this is what than it's you. It's like dating a Pisces, man, <laughs> let me tell you. And a Leo. Yep. This is, this is these are our lives. Yep. All right. Um the feels. Oh, do you want to talk the about feels are everywhere. <laughs> I'm supposed sure. to be the most emotionally absent. <laughs> I think that's true. And life with an Aquarius means you get a lot of like remote emotions until you don't. Mm. <laughs> And then it all washes over you. Yes. Uh, oops, I tripped and spilled my water. Ha 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 ha. Get it? Uh, shall we talk about uh, uh, yeah. this real life monster now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I could say that this was a purposeful transition, mm-hmm. but I only knew after the fact, uh, researching it, that there was a connection. Mm-hmm. So this person that I'm about to talk about did edit a collection of Shirley Jackson's work oh. and like loves her. We're going to talk about the horrors of <laughs> Joyce Carol Oates. All right. There are so many. They're, they're legion. <laughs> Truly. This woman. Wow. Have you ever read a Joyce Carol Oates book? I read uh, one of her stories in high school. I don't remember which one it was. Is I have it one of those like super rapey ones. I don't think so. Oh, it was God. in like uh, one of those like Norton anthologies of literature. Uh, I remember enjoying it, but I have not read anything <laughs> since then. So I guess I wasn't really that curious about the rest of her work. So, I mean, she's not a particularly like amazing writer, mm-hmm, but yeah, she, yeah. um, I remember that I read a short story by her and that was my first introduction. It's mm-hmm. like I grabbed mom. Yeah. Had, we were on vacation and mom had like a collection of so- short stories mm-hmm. and I happened to like open up to Joyce Carol Oates and yeah. it was a like about a woman getting kidnapped by a rapist oh my god and it was like the first time i'd ever read anything like that i think i was like i don't know middle school or something no no no, no, okay okay it wasn't that horrible that's good but it was more just like i think it was seventh grade Mm because i'd already read like this book somebody gave uh you know (laughs) i guess some people like you know see porn in the locker room like boys Mm -hmm, and all that stuff 
Someone gave me like one of those rage porn child abuse self-published books where it's like, look what they did to this poor child. And it was just like describing. Like, oh my god! The last hours of some kid. Ugh. And that's horrifying. So I'd read that first, and it was way worse. And then I okay. read this, and You're it was like, fake. Uh, well, and that was real, right? Too. Right. It was like oh basically just a terrible self-published true crime. Uh-huh. Are people terrible? Look how terrible <laughs> they are. It's I mean, so terrible. Sure. Yeah. But um, so. But that it's same same feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same Joyce Carol Oates yeah. feel. I read three different books by her. One of them was um, one of her early ones. Okay. I think it was like 1973. Is that mm-hmm. what it says? Is it? 1971. Oh, okay. called Wonderland. Okay. And she's very good at like trapping you. Ah. <laughs> And it was about some sociopathic dude who becomes a brain surgeon. Oh. And he's just like a terrible person with yeah. no feelings. Oh, great. Which, not to say, like, sociopaths can't help it. Like, sure, it's yeah. Men- it's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just an asshole mm-hmm. and very imperious and, like, yeah. cheats on his wife and does all these terrible things. Sure. Yeah. But, like, there was something about it that was just so made you feel dirty and gross. gross yeah <laughs> and so we all I was living in China mm-hmm. and there were only so many English books and so many English like movies so okay. all of us American people who were living there would trade them amongst oh, each other sure. yeah and so I'd been reading it and I walk into like my friend's office because she'd been wanting to read it mm-hmm. next yeah and I like put it on her desk mm-hmm. and she's like well, was this book a wonderland? And I was like, no, it absolutely was not. It was, it was so fucked. And I was like really upset. Uh-huh. And she like stops and takes a breath and she goes, you can't talk to me like that. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I was, I, was that upset. I deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. I deserved it. But it was like, <laughs> I was like, I just left the room. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know what to say right now. And so like, you know, we made up and everything, but yeah. like a week later, she comes back and she goes, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I totally understand that you <laughs> reacted like that now because um, my life is ruined. Oh, God. <laughs> Joyce Carol Oates ruined Oh, my life. God. Yeah. And so then I read that. And then yep. I also read Zombie, okay. which she wrote in 1995, which was the year after... Um, the year after Jeffrey Dahmer was arrested. Ah, okay. And it is basically just Jeffrey Dahmer... But because he wanted to make a love zombie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like that from inside of his head or whatever. And the only difference was there was this scene where he like creates this ruse so he can trap some guy that he's been stalking. And the ruse involves like dropping a, a, because he's like the guy he's stalking is a bike messenger spilling a box of baby ducks in an alleyway that he usually passes through so he had to stop his bike and then he like oh baby ducks that's odd it's Very like odd. this is the one thing i'm adding to the jeffrey Dahmer story <laughs> to make it unique anyway, oh joy but then i found out that there's like she also wrote like chapaquitic basically but like in a different book oh, so i mean okay. she wrote what 40 books something like that yeah a lot what did it I, I wrote it down oh 40 books and 20 novellas 40 books and 20 novellas yeah like yeah she she's was prolific she's super prolific and that's like that's 
the difference. She's not she's not amazing. Yeah. She's prolific. She's prolific. <laughs> she was born in 1938, mm-hmm. June 16th. Classic Gemini. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just um wants to purposefully alienate everyone <laughs> who might love her. <laughs> that right? No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. But like for an 81-year-old woman, she mm-hmm. sure knows how to tweet yeah. a lot. <laughs> she does. And this has, you know, everyone's all surprised because I think a lot of people don't read her work. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. they just see her and are yeah. like, oh, she's a name uh, yeah, of a right. famous person. Right. She yeah. must be good. Yeah. And she's fine. Yeah. I mean, she's great. She does yeah. a lot of, you know, whatever. She's talented. Uh, she is dedicated. Yes. <laughs> her tweets. Her, yeah. She's got the expected racist grandma tweets. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She um, does. And they are terrible. <laughs> and w- once Twitter came out, everyone everyone got to find out that this wasn't just an outlet. This yeah. was her mind is a dark and terrible. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But also, like in a funny way. Uh huh. Yeah. Where yeah. You're like, Grandma, get back in the <laughs> rocking chair. <laughs> Do you want me to Turn go get off these? Fox News, Grandma? Oh, you want some insure? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want some? Let's read a couple of her terrible. Types. All right. <clears throat> you want to? You want to read this? Oh, one? sure. Okay. Uh, don't take this out of context. These are quotes <laughs> by Joyce Carol Oates. They are. We do right. not agree. No, we do not endorse any of these. All right. Uh, where 99.3% of women report having been sexually harassed and rape is epidemic, Egypt, natural to inquire, what's the predominant religion? Joyce Carol Oates, July 5th, 2013. There's an ampersand and two M dashes in that tweet. Yeah, that's true. There are. Yeah. She's She's smart. She's an author. Yeah. (laughs) And then there were a lot of other ones like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, insinuating uh-huh. like, oh, do they understand what I'm saying? <laughs> there was a there was a girl, and I don't know if I told you the story. Who like after the uh, after the Paris attacks was like, would this have happened if Islam didn't exist? Oh, you did tell me. Oh this. God, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, I'll God. I'll shorten it, but yeah. basically, like, I came on and I'm like, what is the like natural progression of your thought here? Because yeah. what are you gonna do? Eliminate Islam? Yeah, right. Like, How's how, that gonna work? How is that gonna work? How are you gonna <laughs> eliminate Islam? Uh-huh. Yeah, and so uh, you know that went nowhere. This yeah. was back when I actually fought on Facebook with oh, people. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> simpler time. Don't do it anymore. No, <laughs> no flame wars. No flame no wars. No pamphlet, man- no pamphlet feuds. <laughs> Listen to our Ben Franklin episode. Yeah, it was really it's good, dope. you guys. It was really oh. good. But the next day, she like tagged me in something and was God. like, "Here's a thought experiment, Emily Einlander. And I'm like, "Bitch, I'm in grad school." Yeah. I blocked her. I was like, "I don't want to get in a fucking fight with yeah. you about this." Anyway, God. so she probably really likes Joyce Carol. I'm sure she does. Um, so here's another one: If Zimmerman had killed another quote unquote white man, M Dash, would any of his supporters care at all about him now? Ampersand and why not? Yeah. I something to chew on. I almost don't know. Speaking of something to chew on, <laughs> cat food, quote unquote, cat food in China actually is May 13, 2014. And here's the follow-up, which is okay. what makes it amazing. Okay. Is this not true? Everyone seems outraged. A friend who has traveled to China a dozen times have said this period in in parentheses. Is he mistaken? <laughs> 
Joyce. <laughs> the horrors. Yeah. Actually. So, okay. So even this. Uh-huh. Even these things, it's just like, okay, terrible racist grandma, please stop talking. Um, but also train wreck in slow motion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the most horrifying thing <laughs> of them all. The keyboard. Yes. This happened. <laughs> this happened about a month and a half ago. I think. Ah, was, okay. No, it was July. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So at first, uh, the the podcast I bring up all the time, Print Run, yeah. uh, were the people who like talked about this first. Mm-hmm. And when I was hearing about them, they're like, ew, Joyce Carol Oates posted a picture of her keyboard. And, like <laughs> The keys are all worn down uh-huh. and blah, blah, blah. And I look yeah. at my keyboard and I'm yeah. like, the D key, the N key, the key, A key, yeah. they're all, like, you can't see them anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I feel attacked. Ah, okay. That's sure. not nice. Yeah, and yeah. then I saw the picture. <laughs> yeah. Did you see it? I saw it. It looks really weird and also, like, misshapen. And <laughs> I don't know how she, like, types anything on that because it wasn't flat either. So <laughs> It was like a wave. It was like... <laughs> It was like she could have planted <laughs> sprouts. Yeah, she could exactly. Have, she could That's have what sprouted some beans on yeah. it. Oh my god, it's disgusting. It was so gross. And she tweeted it all like, "Oh, because her cat, it, her adorable cat, yeah. tuxedo cat." Yeah, and yeah. she's like. Rufus, that's not her cat's name, yeah. but like is is keeping watch in the late hours on my keyboard. Yeah. But you know, she's tweeting a cute tweet about her cat. Right, right. And then everyone's looking at her keyboard. Yeah. And they're like, what the f- what is going on here? And so she deleted the tweet. But there are still screenshots and we will link them. Yes. No, it's really it's pretty hilarious. It's also funny because in the picture her cat is doing a blep. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Aww. almost like her cat is disgusted yeah, as well. Yeah, he's in on the joke. <laughs> nah, and then, like, yeah. later it's like, I got a new keyboard, people. <laughs> it's not even that bad. <laughs> but lately uh, she's mostly been posting pictures and videos of tiger cubs oh, playing. So she got the she got the message then. We need you to no, be less racist. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay. I think it's just. <laughs> it's tiger cub season at Joyce Carol Oates' house. All right, shall we move on? Yeah, this is uh, this is your thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know so nothing about. This, I but, I know. Yeah. I was surprised you did. No, you love like witchy I, shit. I do. Yeah. I do. And like, also, as you can probably tell, <laughs> yes, um, people who are terrible and say terrible things, yeah. but also have no power. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I am okay with talking about just, she doesn't have any power. No, she doesn't. She totally doesn't. All right. So what I would like to talk about now is there was this book that came out, I want to say in like 2015, maybe 2014, something like that called Witches of America. And it was by Alex Marr, uh, who is purportedly a journalist. Looks like 2013. Oh, 2013. I'm totally Just off. based All on right. it, based on the review. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 14. Yeah. Okay. So she had actually made a documentary a few years earlier called American Mystic, which I have not seen, but I've heard is actually really good. You have to pay $4 on Prime for it. Oh, really? Mm. Well, it's basically, I mean, I think this was like the central conceit of the book. And it was just like the documentary was about like sort of exploring all these kind of like fringe religions sort of and different. I don't know if it was just in America. Maybe it was all over the world. Yeah. So this book called Witches of America by Alex Marr. Uh, there was a, con- a lot of controversy sur- controversy 
surrounding it when it came out because the way that I understood it and the way that she sort of presented it was that it was supposed to be this like journalistic account of the practices and traditions of a bunch of like fringe pagan movements. Um, but it definitely ended up being much closer to memoir than like an objective unbiased journalistic account. But uh, yeah, I mean like my, well, I should just say from the beginning here, like, there was this article in the Guardian uh, that came that came out in like 2015 where they'd interviewed her and she had said that she'd sent many of the book subjects their own copies before publication so they could review it and like make sure they were like okay with the things that she'd written about them and the rituals she'd witnessed and all this other stuff, whatever. And then what I thought was interesting that if you go to Amazon and look at the reviews for the book, the one at the top rated as the most helpful is written by someone in the, I hope I pronounce this correctly, Koru Kathubodua priesthood, um, who says that uh, the priesthood decided to participate in Miss Mars' book based on three factors. Um, and one of those factors was the conferring of review rights by Miss Mar to the portions of the manuscript where our order was depicted. This occurred in a December 13th, 2013 phone call between Miss Mar and our then communications chieftain. Oh, no, they didn't get it in writing. They didn't get it in writing. Oh. On November get everything get in writing. Get everything in writing. Seriously. On November 18th, 2014, we contacted Miss Mar requesting an update on the project and inquired about our opportunity to review her manuscript. Our review rights were rescinded by Miss Mar in a report. <gasps> Reply email from her dated November 23rd, 2014, stating that the manuscript will not be made available to us for review, citing industry quote unquote standard practice, That's not a which standard is not practice. a thing That's at, not a thing. at all. It's not. Um, so anyway, she just basically lied to them. And I which makes me think that she knew that parts of the manuscript were like problematic and that she was going to get blowback from the people that she'd like, you know, basically gone into like, they're like, you know, completely rituals and yeah. all their and exploited. money to. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so anyway, so she, I don't know. I feel like she just pretty much outright lied about it. And also like, I, I mean, the book was good in the sense that like, it was very interesting to me because I find like, pagan sects or whatever interesting like I don't know much of anything sure. really about that religion and I think it's really like cool and I want to know more about it I mean um, it requires a lot of reading it does it's true it's true <laughs> um but it's all it was also true that in as much as the book read like a memoir like she was obviously really uncomfortable with some of the rituals she witnessed and she skated pretty close to just being amused at some of them and kind of like smirking a little bit and being like hearty har har isn't this kind of funny uh, like, which lol i'm uncomfortable yeah exactly yeah. which is like pretty disrespectful to like a religion in general, I think. Um, so I wasn't surprised when there was outrage in the pagan community because she definitely portrays, as I've written here, some of them as airy fairy weirdos who are basically just LARPing rather than serious people committed to a belief system that means a great deal to them, even if it's totally alien to our Christian nation. Um, so I'd really, I would really love to read a book about pagan rituals and about you know the different sects in america and stuff by someone who isn't gonna like stand by the sidelines and be like he 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 oh you're you're naked i'm uncomfortable or oh you're like summoning some goddess and i'm uncomfortable Wait, so i'm that just gonna was why she was uncomfortable because they were naked it was something like that it was something really silly something really obvious yeah yeah which is like it's fucking paganism of course they're naked they're naked all the time That's the first thing you do yeah right? take your damn clothes like, just off because you i don't know yeah you want to commune with the earth yeah exactly fucking 
Anyway, but yeah, so it was just, uh, it was, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can trust this. I don't trust this lady as far as I could throw her. So that's like that whole Jill Abramson thing where she's like, yes, all these young reporters who I (laughs) don't respect, Uh but I'm going to paraphrase all of their writing anyway, because I don't feel like working. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 So anyway, it was an interesting book, but yeah, I mean, I definitely could understand why there was controversy surrounding it when it came out because she was pretty disrespectful to the people. And I mean, pretty much everyone she spoke to in the book has like since disavowed it and been like, yeah, she really exploited us and fucked us over. So that really sucks. Um, That's really sad. Yeah, it is. It could have been cool. It could have been very cool. And it's like, I haven't done a lot of research into it, so I don't know if there have been books written since then by people who actually like are respectful of these people. But I think there have been, but Mm -hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. we should. So anyway, yeah. So that's unfortunate. That's could have been a that's great a book. sad story. It is a sad story. Sorry, everybody. Sorry to bum you out, but eh, yeah, whatever. Anyway. I mean, it doesn't actually like ruin their lives. No, it doesn't. It's it just, just kind of like, just a dick move. Them well, not discredits, but yeah, it is a dick move. It just makes them seem like silly and kind of like caricatures instead of being like real people who believe in like a religion that they hold dear. So, I like that we had like one cool person mm-hmm. and then two dick moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's been the theme of this episode yeah, yeah. i guess that's the through thread <laughs> that's the through two line. two lies and a truth yeah exactly yep yep <laughs> all right well i realized in the course of the research for this especially mm-hmm. as i'm like looking at this totally undeserving like <laughs> joyce carol oates woman <laughs> yeah and i'm like i read three books by her mm-hmm. but here i am sitting like here not being able to think of any women of color who yeah. wrote, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. wrote a horror book. Sure. Um, the only one is Toni Morrison's Beloved. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, which, have you read it? I did a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a ghost story. It is. It's true. Which yeah. I did yeah. not know when I first, I, I actually would recommend this to anyone is getting the audio book because mm. Toni Morrison reads the audio book. Oh, she has a great voice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and who knows better yeah. how to like yep. pace it than she does. Totally. Yeah. So um, it's devastating, mm-hmm. um, but it's also scary. Yeah. In a ghost way. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you know, the real horror is the horrors of um, resounding traumas of slavery yep. and like the things that it causes. Yes. Right. Even after it's over. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a ghost baby. Yeah. As well. Spooky. <laughs> so every like um, every list I, w- I was like, I need to read some women of colors. Mm-hmm. The horror books. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, like right. I'm OK with the movies. Yeah. Like, I'd be sure. great with that. But like right. not so much the books. Yeah. And so that was the one I got. And it was on every list. Mm-hmm. Um, Helen Oyeyemi. Yeah, you just gave me her book of short stories or loaned it to me. You didn't give it to me. I'm not, I'm obviously not keeping I tr- it. I trust you. Thank you. <laughs> it's, what is not yours is yeah. not yours, right. which is a right. great title. It right? is a great title. Yeah. I guess that was, con- I didn't think that was c- horror. I thought it was more, I know that magical realism is like specifically originated in Latin America. So it's not necessarily that, but it's still kind of works with that, that way yeah, yeah sure um but apparently her other books are horror um also octavia butler who is a sci-fi writer um 
I found out that Fledgling, one of her books, is about a um, tiny vampire child. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, so I, right. um, I downloaded that today. Yeah. I paid oh, nice. money for it, but I downloaded it. it. Nice. And <laughs> so that's going to be my goal this month is to read that and hopefully one other book. Um, the other book that I'm thinking of reading is um, Her Body and Other Parties, which yes. is also popular right I've been now meaning to read that since Carmen it came Mario out. Machado. Mm-hmm. Well, we were like messaging each other about this, right? Yes. Yeah. So there's this short story. It's a collection of short stories and there's one called The Husband Stitch. Mm. And that makes me afraid to read. <laughs> Understandably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. <sighs> Should I tell them what that is? Yeah, tell them what it is. Because honestly, I did not know what this was until like two years ago or something. It's like, it's like people say it's a myth. Yeah, it's real. People also say the female orgasm is a myth. (laughs) It's like the same. (laughs) That's very principle. Yeah, where it's like, I guess it's like the doctor stitching up the woman's vagina Mm -hmm. after birth. Right. Um, not vagina, vulva. Vagina? Mm, I think it's I've vagina. Because it's like... Mm. I think so. God, we should know this. We're not going to give birth. <laughs> We're not doctors, you so. guys. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds terrible. <laughs> it um, does. It does. But yeah, there's usually splitting. And so it gets sewn up. But there's something that is kind of, as they say, an urban legend, but isn't actually an urban legend, mm-hmm. according to a lot of people who have experienced it. Um, they put in the husband stitch yeah. so the pussy will be tighter. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, and yeah. it usually like is for his pleasure painful yeah. for women and ruined sex. Yeah. So this is a short mm, story all that about that making me scared to read it. <laughs> but you know, but maybe it's not about that at all. It's about the triangle shirtwaist factory fire. <laughs> maybe it is. And you won't know till you read it. We're gonna have to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this yeah. episode, I think, because there's like a lot of terrible shit. There really is, but um, it wouldn't be Halloween without terrible. Shit, oh so. yeah, oh. but this is a little too like real life. Yeah, to- well, no, I don't know. Fair. We talked about the murder writers last yes, time. Yes, we did, and that was very real. And that lady is still in jail. The oh, Portland one. Yeah, is she? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she's still writing. <laughs> so romantic probably oh yeah. god we should have looked that up <laughs> i know it's like has she published Hold on. anything while she's been in jail nancy crampton brophy oh that's right i, I drove by her that. house oh you did where did she live um in the um in highland hills oh, on okay. the side of the hills oh yeah april 19th 2019 oregon romance novelist charged with killing husband had 10 ways to cover up a murder bookmarked on iTunes. <laughs> wow. Pretty ballsy. Yeah. Smart. Or just really lazy and stupid. She also stood to reap more than a million dollars from multiple life and accident insurance policies in the event of Brophy's death. Yeah. Well, they'd been married 27 Ooh, years. That is a long time. She's 68. Oh, how long is she in jail for? Um, I don't honestly. I don't know if it's been. Has it gone to trial? I don't yet? think it's gone to trial oh, yet. God, These things take forever. These are just the charges. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh man, that's 
Okay, crazy. so this is this is coming up. Yeah, yeah. We will keep you all apprised. Yes, we will. <laughs> of the Brophy trial. Of the Brophy trial. Yeah. Crampton Brophy. Crampton Brophy. That definitely sounds like a like New England blue blood name or something, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it's like a shaggy <laughs> Pacific Northwest <laughs> like couple name. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, hmm. That's just sad. It is like, really sad. Yeah. Just yeah. Just get divorced. I know. You don't have to kill someone because you don't like them anymore. Ah, uh, but she wanted the She wanted the money, dollars. right? Yeah. She couldn't do that if she just divorced him. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Pathetic. Pathetic. Um, see, like, I would worry about her tweets more than Joyce Carol Oates. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I would, too. I would, too. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. You know who I'm getting her mixed up with is Louise Erdrich, who's a completely different person. Wait, I don't know who that is. Uh, he, oh God, she was, she's a really good writer too. And like, who is not like a racist grandma on Twitter. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah. But she's pretty old too. Did she die? Ursula Le Guin was old and she, she was. wasn't a racist. No, she was great. Yeah. You don't up have till to the be, very end. You don't have to be a racist no. if you're old, guys. No, you don't. You can nope. be cool. You can Oh, man. So uh, you're reading yeah. Dark Tales again. Oh, yes. I'm reading Dark Tales. I'm also reading Smoke Gets in Your Eyes by Kaylin Doty, uh, which... Yeah. Yes, which I... Who I love a lot uh, and follow her on... Uh, what is it? The Order of the Good Death, I and think. And she has a YouTube channel called Ask a Mortician. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she's really uh, a pioneer, I feel like, in the like green... What do they call it? Green funeral movement or oh, whatever? Natural death natural or something? Death. That's what it is. Um, yeah. Me, yeah. There was also something that she... She just had another book come out to, called too called Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs, which I think is a kid's book, actually. Death Acceptance. Ah, uh, Death Acceptance. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And it's really, I've heard her on a couple podcasts and it's really interesting to hear her talk about death because obviously like she deals with the like, uh, I mean the most like kind of obvious parts of death every day, like the most tangible, yeah. I guess, parts of it, you know, and so to her, I mean, I'm sure she has to kind of like desensitize herself, obviously, to the fact that like these like bodies that she's dealing with are like people's like mothers and fathers and sons and daughters and whatever. But, but also I think that her whole thing is she wants to respect that. Yeah, too. right. Exactly. She, yeah. She's yeah. not into pumping people with formaldehyde. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. She's into like natural burials. And uh, yeah, and like not having like, you know, yeah, somebody pumped full of all those chemicals so you can like go look at them and, and be like, you look dead. fucking weird. You look like a wax figure. Like yeah. you don't look like my mom or dad or whatever. Um, so anyway, which I very much respect. Uh, so I, yeah, she's and she's doing a lot of like awesome things for her. And also I didn't know like how insidious and terrible the American funeral industry was until I read her books too. And it's just like, it's really disgusting that it's like such a, I mean, it's a business. I get it. They have to make money. But it's also like you would like to think that they would have a little more decorum and a little more like respect for the fact that like these are people's lives and people's loved ones, you know, and it's just like it is just such a fucking business and it's all just about the money and it's pretty disgusting. So I have a friend who worked, um, you know, as part of like a family funeral home and we were driving one day and we just saw like, a, you know, a mortuary advert, you know it's over here off the 26 or whatever. And she just kind of like flipped them off. She didn't, she's, you know, she's more gentle than that. Yeah, sure. Right. But I was like, what? And she goes, they're part of this big conglomerate and they're like terrible. And I was like, 
there's so little I know about yeah. this. Yeah, I know. I did too before I read those books. Well, uh, did you ever watch Six Feet Under, the show? The entirety. Yes. yes. Oh my God. Like one of my favorite shows of all time. Wonderful. Like, so good. Yeah. But I feel like that did, like even uh, that show alone, I feel like inf- like educated me a lot on the funeral industry and how just how gross it is. It's so gross. Yeah. It's really just also not... made me more afraid to get struck by lightning. <laughs> do you remember <laughs> that episode? Yes, I did. Oh my God. <laughs> that was really bad. Th- it's the one where you think he's going to like kill that girl. Yeah. Yeah. And then he right. like walks into the parking lot and gets <laughs> struck by lightning and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh. anyway, yeah. Three cheers for Caitlin Doty. Cause she is truly doing the Lord's work. So Yay. anyway, but, uh, but yeah, so that's what I'm reading. And if you want to hear more um, adulation of Caitlin Doty, yeah. listen to episode 16, where we interview Chris Curran, yeah. who um, got to meet her at a book event. Yeah. yeah. Lucky him. Yeah. He's, um, he's been talking to She's He's the reason I know about her. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Huge fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I think that probably wraps up our Halloween-ish uh, exploration Halloween adjacent people yeah. except Shirley Jackson who's great yeah she's great we love her <laughs> the rest of them are terrible. no quibbles about Shirley mm-hmm. Jackson no yeah. qualms nope anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter at hybrid pub scout um, go join our mailing list go to join hybrid- our troop join our troop yeah! yeah we have to come up with like a cheer or something we should yeah. is that what troops Probably. I mean, I did door chants in the sorority. I'm sure I can come up with some What's kind a door of door chant. Okay, you know, oh, during. God. All right, I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, shit. Um. So, okay, you did not rush, so you want to understand this, but ever. I know. I don't know how it happened to me either, but um. So you're good at sisterhood. <laughs> you're my emergency contact. Aw, thank you. <laughs> um. So anyway, so when you rush uh, sororities, you go around to each house. And basically, when you open the doors to the sorority, all of the sisters in the sorority kind of like form, like for us, we for kind of forms like a human pyramid kind of thing, like in cheerleading. Is and that like that terrible video? Yes, that's exactly what oh you're thinking of. Oh my God, of. we're I mean, posting that. We're was, posting that. I don't think ours was as psychotic as those girls. But it's the I deadness in their eyes. Yeah, no, but I don't think ours was that bad. But um, but that's what it is. And then you like have like a cheer that you like a chant or whatever that you say to like welcome the new girl or the like potential pledges or whatever. And um, you did a human pyramid. No, I don't know if it was a pyramid. It was more just like you at the, the bottom short of the pyramid, stand in front, and the tall oh, girl standing back. That's not and, a like, pyramid. It's not. I thought you were all up on each other's shoulders. No. And shit. Oh, you know what it was? Is like we put chairs behind the like short girl, or no? Maybe it was the short. I don't remember. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> you did like stands in a choir. Yeah, it was like oh, okay. exactly okay. like that. So it wasn't it wasn't as sophisticated as a like, human what are pyramid. You an acrobat. <laughs> But yeah, it was a lot of uh, chanting and singing things and being clapping and like, which I think about now and I'm like, I don't know. I am not that kind of person. I mean, if you're into witches, that's perfect. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. Any ritual. Yeah, that's true. There were definitely a lot of rituals there. So, and I mean, not like, unfortunately, no witchy rituals, but it's all the same to me. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Anyway, that's what a door chant is. So yeah, there you go. I don't want to, I can sing mine if you want me to, but I won't. Please. Sing your so. chant. Sing the chant. All right. So the name of the sorority I was in was Alpha Z Delta. And I remember our door chant went A-L-P-H-A-X-I-D-E-L-T-A. Come on in. Join the fun. Be an Alpha Z and be number one. Woo! That's all I remember. Anyway, thank you very much. 
My greatest humiliation <laughs> caught on tape. No, that's the Porsche. <laughs> that's true. I still hear about that on a weekly basis. You'll never. I'll never live it not down. hear about that's it. Fine. You hear it at least twice a week because I know Ryan's doing it and then I'm also <laughs> doing too. it. That's fair. That was a really stupid mistake. So, oh, yeah. That's so great. It's so great. Yeah. Um, Twitter at Hyperpub Scout. Facebook at Hyperpub Scout. Mm-hmm. Instagram at Hyperpub Scout Pod. Um, website. Go there. Join our newsletter. Also, on our website, we're starting to have blogs. <laughs> So if you are in the publishing industry um, and you want to like pitch us a blog yeah. or if you're an author or you have something to say, yeah. publishing adjacent, yeah. book selling adjacent, uh, send your pitch to Emily at hybridpubscout.com mm-hmm. and Corinne at sure. hybridpubscout.com yeah. and we shall give it a, uh, l- a look-see. A look-see. Yeah. <laughs> and we're pretty nice. So yeah, we are. We I won't think so. Be- mean no no to your pitch Mm-mm, we're not joyce carol oates. <laughs> we're not god <laughs> carol oates we're not gonna go like be co- and then like that other lady mar and go be condescending yeah. and yeah. write about you no we <laughs> won't do that look at this person's terrible pitch <laughs> why did she get naked actually don't get naked please oh god what no, have don't i said do that um <laughs> Anyway, also leave us a review. Yes. Leave us a five that. star review. Because then you'll get us to read it in an accent of some uh, kind. Yeah. You know what I realized? I mean, the- maybe that's why we're not getting reviews. Maybe people don't want us to do that. I don't know. I think my my accents are pretty good. Also, I was thinking about this the other day. And the one I haven't done yet that I would love to do is a Minnesotan accent. Because I lived there for a couple years. So I can do it pretty well. Okay. Who's so. doing it? Whoever whoever gets yeah. in there next. Yeah. You get the Minnesotan you sure accent. sure do. And I'm pretty good at it. She's, so She yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, got that look to to look forward to. Woo! Yeah. So, oh, and also if you have some uh, publishing related victories, please send us those. If you have a book coming out, if you got a new job, if like literally anything that's positive in like publishing related and book related, please send it to us because we want to celebrate with you. If you're going and giving a talk about at a library or Mm -hmm. something, like even that, even if it's just you're like, oh, it's just in my town or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, We want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Tell everybody. We want to celebrate you. Yeah. Yeah. So we gave you our email addresses already. Yeah, we did. So you got there. those. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, happy October. Happy Halloween. And thanks for giving a rip about books.